Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, Episode 51, The Physician Who Dared to Believe Conceived. Loves, I am back again this week with another delectable piece of inspirational candy for you from one of my miracle mamas. What I love about sharing these amazing stories with you is giving you real life examples of women who are faced with challenges, crazy statistics, going years without a positive pregnancy test, and taking control of what they think and believe, and quite literally creating entirely new results on this journey. Smart women from around the world come to me when they want success on their fertility journey. Because at some point, after doing every treatment, diet, lotion, and potion under the sun, and still not getting a result, they begin to realize, hey, something might be missing here. And they understand that mind and body must work together. They might be skeptical at first, and you'll hear that Hannah was, but When the pieces fall into place, mind and body, the most incredible things begin to happen. Hannah could have easily, as a medical doctor, completely blown off this piece of the fertility puzzle and just said, no, 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 my fertility fate is in the hands of medicine. She could have completely relied on science to possibly save her ass. But what you'll hear is she wanted better than that. Hannah wanted the confidence and peace that comes from knowing her bases were covered. After years of fertility treatment failure and having to make heart-wrenching decisions with her husband, Hannah's story could have ended quite differently, but by learning to think, believe, and take action like a woman who succeeds on this journey, Hannah made the seemingly impossible possible. Here's my conversation with her. My loves, I am absolutely delighted to be presenting our guest on the podcast today, You hear me talk about this all the time, but I truly have the blessing of working with some of the most extraordinary women in the world, women who are committed to making a difference, not just in their professions, but but to truly living a full life. And I remember the first conversation I had with our guest, Hannah, today, and I just remember thinking through the entire conversation, probably from the moment she opened her mouth, I kept thinking to myself, I love this woman. I just love her energy. I love what she stands for. I love her inquisitiveness. I love her commitment to serving others through her work in medicine. I just knew in my soul that as we were speaking, that we were going to work together, that we were meant to work together, (laughs) that something higher brought us together. So I am just delighted to welcome you onto the podcast, Hannah. 
thank you, Roseanne. That's just too kind, but also true. You know, I just, um, I don't think I could have said that before we worked together, but I think our work helped me see that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I mean, there's just, you, what you guys have to know as you're listening is that there's like hearts filling my, the room right now. Like whenever I speak with this woman, it's just extraordinary. So, so why don't we start off, Hannah, just tell the ladies listening just a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself on this journey. Okay. So I met my husband a little later than I had planned in my life. We met when I was 35, 36. And always always wanted to have kids and him too and I guess it was something that you know I thought finding Mr. Wright would be my block to being a mother I absolutely never assumed we'd have problems with fertility and we started trying for baby and I was about 37 and I was a little bit you know my medical background you know from day dot at medical school you're shown this absolutely horrific graph where your fertility kind of falls off a cliff at 35 so I kind of had an awareness but I was you know pretty confident and hopeful that that would be fine and then we tried for about a year and didn't conceive and then started to kind of just in fact it was interesting it was my husband who was panicking a little more than me about it because he just wanted you know he just wanted us to have kids and so we um we did the usual tests it turned out I had a cyst on my ovary quite a big one I had no idea that was removed and that was the point I think I started to think oh you know maybe this isn't going to be so straightforward and then we saw the gynecologist and we saw the fertility specialists and they sort of told me all sorts of things about how my ovarian reserve was much much lower than it should be for my age and and we kind of moved into IVF pretty quickly and after that we just did pretty much back to back cycle after cycle after cycle we ended up having sort of four transfers in succession over a you know, period of a couple of years with freezing embryos in between. And each time we kind of, we did okay. We got, you know, good embryos, but I just never had a positive pregnancy test. And it was absolutely heartbreaking. And at that point, I started to explore all the other things about fertility. Roseanne, your book, it was just, it made me laugh out loud because it was, you know, you talk about kind of boiling the black chicken. I see, I didn't eat bread for two years. I cannot tell you, you know, everything I did that I believed would get me this baby. But it was done very much out of kind of fear and desperation. But if I didn't do it, then I wouldn't deserve this baby. And I just went mental, seriously. And I, and I was carrying on. I was working. I was sort of living life. But, you know, increasingly consumed by just being in IVF constantly and then we finally did we did a couple of egg freezing cycles we got to the point where I was just I don't know how many more transfers I can do and I don't know how long I can do this me to decide to do some PGS um, with our remaining embryos and it was just heartbreaking because not one of them um, was viable and I just felt I couldn't keep going through these transfers and then we made um, a really difficult, we, a difficult decision, but one that just felt right that we were going to move to egg donation. And um, it was a painful decision and that there was a lot of grieving that had to happen with it. Um, but we moved on. It felt good. It felt right. There were loads of really positive signs. We did one, one donor egg IVF cycle 
in Spain and it just felt absolutely brilliant. And then I still wasn't pregnant at the end of that. And I think that's when I hit rock bottom. That's the point where I just really began. I think that's at the age of 42, going on 43, I started to really think, you know, maybe maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe we shouldn't be going down this route. Maybe we should be thinking about adoption. Um, And I was just exhausted. I was just exhausted. I felt I was being punished for my longing. It was just horrific. And we were at this real crossroads of kind of, do we try again? We had a couple more embryos left or or do we just stop? And um, And that's the point that you came into my life, Roseanne. I Having resisted you for a while, I can see your email circulars because I was on every fertility list possible. And I was like, no, this is too much. I don't think we can manifest anything. I think it's all a bit too Californian. And then, <laughs> and then Love that. connected. And it, I read your book. I suddenly, something happened. I got your email about reviewing the book and something in me was just like, yes, yes, I'm going to do this. And I remember downloading your ebook and starting to read it and in the first kind of exercise just sort of thinking about our journey and just weeping just really weeping and weeping and weeping I then realized I needed to be in this work this was where I needed to be I cancelled all my evening plans read your book in kind of over a week and then you and I connected and yeah, should I keep going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, I'm so enthralled by by the, the story that, it, you know, it's just, yeah, no. I mean, you know, if we take a step back and we, we think about this rock bottom moment, um, because so many of us, we hit it in different places. And for you, like you, I mean, the, uh, you know, it really brings me back when I think about what you were talking about, the back to back cycles, the the no eating bread for two years, the, the, the deprivation and the commitment, because we commit to this with such big hearts, right? We're willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yet we do all these things and you, on top of all of that, made a decision, a very difficult decision, which you said, but it felt right to move on to egg donation, to go through that process and still not get pregnant. Woman! Like that, I mean, that is, I mean, that's the epitome of rock bottom in a lot of ways. So what do you think it was? What was the spark in you that, that said, okay, yeah, no, I am clearly in rock bottom, but I'm not giving up. What do you think that was? Oh, that's a good question. I think somewhere deep down, I knew our, our journey wasn't over. And I, I just, and I think it's really interesting because I didn't know it at the time consciously, but now I look back on it, I just think I knew that it wasn't time to give up and that I think what I realised is I needed a break. There was a great, there's, I think it was some kind of Facebook meme I saw, which was just brilliant. It just says, if you're tired, learn to rest, not to quit. And I, mm. I think what I identified is actually what I needed was just to give myself a break and then make a decision. And I didn't want to make a decision. I didn't want to stop out of exhaustion. I really thought that if, 
our journey had to come to a close or had to take a different direction, say into adoption, it needed to be from a sort of a, a place of peace and clarity, not just being broken. Wow. Wow. And you know, it's so interesting that, that you set yourself up, you, 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 you followed your heart. You said, look, I need a break. And there's also part of you that was open because that's when we met. And, yeah. you know, at that crossroads, there was something in you that said, no, this journey is not over. And it's amazing. And it's so funny to, to me because, I mean, I see this all the time and I'm sure you, you know, you've opened your eyes to it as well, is that when you are ready, the right resources come like out of nowhere, just swoop in out of nowhere. And I mean, what are the chances that the timing of your crossroads, rock bottom, all this whole process suddenly, you know, even though you resisted, <laughs> I love how you say that, you resisted for a while, here you are reading my book. Yeah, right? It's incredible. It's, it's a miracle. And now I look back on my journey, I actually realized these miracles were appearing all the way through actually all the way through and now I look back on it you know and it's much easier now there's a sort of positive outcome but I still I think even before then I could still see that I somehow felt that we were being held all the way through it and I think that was something else that just gave me the confidence to keep going. Wow wow so let's talk about that because here you are where you were where you left off was you know you're 42 43 years old you have this history of what would look like on the outside, okay, because you and I both know they're, you know, the appearances are just barely scratching the surface. What we can see is not the limit of what's possible. But your medically trained scientific brain is telling you, look, I have all this evidence that says this shit's not happening. Like, right? yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, what, what do you think it was in you after saying, look, I know that this journey is, this isn't over for me. How did you decide what was next for you? Like, how did you know? Cause you had all these puzzle pieces in place. You know, clearly you're getting, you know, the best medical care, you know, as a physician yourself, you're very discerning, you're, you're eating well, all of these things. How did you know that there was a piece missing and that you wanted to do something about it? That's, that's such a good question because it was, I, I don't even know how conscious it was, but I think I knew and it was totally a feeling. It was totally just something in me was like, we need to move, we need to do this differently. Um, and I couldn't think of how I could do it any differently with all the kind of externals, with the lifestyle, with the diet. You know, I had maxed out on everything and I had tried every permutation. We had tried the best clinics in London. We had, you know, we had done everything we could to maximize our chances. And I think there was just something in me which was just like, I don't know, some, something else has to shift. And I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how. And I honest, honestly, Roseanne, I think it, as we say, these sort of miracles appear when the time is right. I think these are movements of grace. I really do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you got to the point where you're like, look, I, I think I'm going to try this California shit. Tell us about okay. that. So I read the book. I had such a powerful response to it. Just so much chimed. It was as if 
you know, you and me, <laughs> as if you had, you, you had somehow entered my mind um, and life. And it just so much resonated, all the kind of, you know, type A perfectionist control freak, the kind of just everything having kind of fallen into place and every other bit of my life and this bit just sort of eluding me no matter what I did. It just wasn't happening. And I think you're, you really spoke to that. You really spoke to that sort of frustration and that mystery, but also offered, you know, off, offered a shift in that, offered perhaps, you know, maybe even this, is, this could be what's blocking it. Um, and I, that just really felt true to me. It really mm. felt true. And it just became clearer and clearer when I sort of read the book, when I did the exercises, I began to see so much that potentially was getting in the way. And, and I think it was pretty simple when it came down to it. It was, do I want to look back, as you say, do I, did I want to look back on this journey and think, I really, did I really try everything? Because this was the thing that I hadn't tried. And I had done other sort of, kind of a little bit of coaching. I'd done therapy. But this was something really different. I think what, what you offered was just this really intensive, look, let's just get into this and see what we can <laughs> clear. And, I, and I, I think it, as you say, I think it just arrived at a time when I was game. And oh, I just realised that I am, you know, I have got a little bit more left in me, um, but I'm not going to direct that energy into, you know, eating even less bread. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, this, is, this is where my work is and it just felt really clear um, and and I was like right I'm just gonna go for it and I really did you know I really it 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 just it just came and I just felt really able to embrace it and everything that came made such sense to me everything we talked about about receiving about our saboteurs about sort of you know, trying, I was trying to conceive like a man. I really, <laughs> really was. I love how you said that. Like, my name is Hannah. I was trying to conceive like a man. Right? <laughs> like a nice man, like a nice, earnest, you know, really hardworking man. You know, I was trying to get the universe to bend to my, to my way and my demand. And actually what I needed to do, I think, was just allow things allow things to come to me mm, mm, mm. and so what would you say because I mean I, I love that you use the word intensive because that's really what it is because and and you know to really focus on the fact that I mean you showed up like you showed up like a woman who was like I'm getting this I'm learning this and I'm applying this because you definitely you weren't just sitting in the background you were there you were showing up, you were doing the work, you were asking questions, you were getting the coaching, like all of these things. What were some of the things that you noticed changed in you? So I think one of the biggest changes that happened quite early on in this process was realizing that for years I'd been apologizing for my longing. Mm. And I somehow thought, it wasn't happening because I wasn't worthy of it um, or I wasn't working hard enough or, you know, I was being punished for something, who knows what that I had done that was really bad that I didn't even know about, but you know, that's why this wasn't happening. 
And to have that really challenged and really brought into consciousness was so important for me, I think. So that was one of the first things. We talked a lot about receiving and that's just been such a powerful, powerful message really that I think has changed something in me potentially forever. Just Mm. not just being sort of worthy of receiving, but also that I have to allow it because I'm a real doer. Um, and it was really getting that balance between you know still doing and making an effort but not with that fixed outcome and not getting disheartened if it didn't happen immediately in the way I expected in the time I expected and just trusting so it was just that real sort of we do but we also trust and then we let the universe deliver in its own time and way and abundance so that the work we did together really helped helped me get that sort of tension resolved um Mm -hmm. because I really struggled with it well and that's a very that's a a very pervasive tension is we sort of are looking for a a very immediate result and you know, just as, you know, in having our babies, there's a gestation period. There's also this gestation period where, hey, I'm, I'm learning to think differently and therefore behave differently. And, you know, the tendency is to constantly be looking over your shoulder. Well, do I, I see a result? And like, where's my result? I'm doing this. Like, and I think that's where we start to, I mean, I call it playing chicken with the universe. We're like, okay, I'm going to give this mindset shit 15 minutes. <laughs> and if I don't see a bolt of lightning, you know, a bolt of lightning come out of nowhere in the next 15 minutes, well, then it's just more California crap. Yeah. 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 And I think it, what you said about gestation, it just, I think the work we did also just helped me really honor this process. It's really sacred work mm-hmm. trying to conceive. And I think I really learned that I had to honor that space within myself, within my life, in a slightly different way from all the kind of slightly desperate sort of doing and manipulating to try and make it happen. It was just, I had to, and so it was a kind of, I mean, I've been really sort of intently working on the self-care obsessively, kind of three years of IVF, but it had a slightly different energy to it. Mm. And suddenly that energy shifted to kind of, I think, learning how to parent myself, you know? Mm. Mm. And that's a really powerful point you make because I think that the, you know, so often we expect this like monumental shift where it, it happens and it's like all of the bells go off, there's fireworks, but sometimes it's just a, a, a slight shift in what we're doing because we're not coming at any of this from the perspective that we're wrong, we're terrible people, and that the way we think sucks. It, it's and a lot of times it, it's it's just a, a subtle shift that it's almost like you know the butterfly effect where they say you know a butterfly's wings flapping can create a tsunami you know thousands of miles away. But but that's what we do is it starts with a small shift that ends up leading to other critical shifts down the road and we're it's only afterward that we're able to look back and connect the dots would you agree with that 
Yeah, completely. And, and as you say that, I kind of realised that I think that, that that particular shift that happened was the shift from kind of my checklist and my kind of intellectual understanding of what I thought I needed to do to really just moving more into my intuition. Mm. And even with the self-care, really sort of, run thinking, right, I need to have an Epsom salt bath every three days and, you know, <laughs> you know, lie down and listen to a hypnosis tape on Wednesdays. It was just really moving into what do I need in this moment? What do I? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, you know, so there were shifts in you. Did you see any shifts in your relationship with your husband at all? Yes. Oh my God. He loves you. Just <laughs> God. He noticed that, well, I just became a bit less mental and a mm. bit more myself, I think, a bit more the woman you married rather than the kind of just crazy IVF lunatic that, mm. like, literally, you know, I was kind of checking off every drink he had. I was checking off everything I did. and Everything in our lives became kind of around, is this getting in the way of our baby? And actually, I think what happened is, I relaxed and then he relaxed, Um, Mm. which kind of, you know, makes sense if you're trying to conceive. It's pretty essential, really. Right. Well, and it's something that, you know, people, we hate hearing that, right? We hate hearing, oh, just relax and it'll happen. Well, I would have smacked someone who said that to me for three years. Yeah, you and I both. But I think that what you're talking about is, is not like relax like you don't care right? Because that's, that's the thing we go to is like, oh, if I relax, it must mean that I don't care. It, it's something different. And I think you touched on it was this notion that I'm going to allow myself to receive. I don't have to try to control everything. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I'm just really remembering what you, what you would say, which is, you know, what would I be doing if I just knew my baby was coming? And it was that relax. It was relaxing into that, that, you know, this is okay this is coming. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's coming. So I can, you know, (laughs) just stop freaking out. Right, right, right. Well, and so look, I mean, so let's put this into some context because here we are by this point that you and I meet, you've been on this journey for a few years, not a single positive pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. And so you start this process and we knew that you were at a crossroads and that you were going to be making some decisions about moving forward. So during our program together, did you move forward? Did you, did you make a decision to do another transfer? Yes, I think that decision had sort of, had already arrived in the ether. But mm-hmm. I, when we connected, it's so strange how these things kind of come about. But I think when we started working together, I then really had the confidence that not only could I do this, but I could do this with just a, with just with a different energy mm-hmm. um, and a different confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it meant that I could go into that, that cycle, which I didn't know at that point whether, you know, that would be our last cycle or, you know, where our journey would go after this. But I just thought if we're going to do it, I want to do it feeling different. And I want to just feel that, I've done everything I can and, and it, it really changed the energy of that cycle and it changed my energy and I was worried about it being too intense while I was on the hormones and actually I think it just galvanized me and it was really great to have your support and the support of the women in the circle 
whilst I was actually in the process. Uh-huh. That's um, right. Everyone was pulling for Hannah. <laughs> right? It's amazing. It's really amazing. And it, it also meant that because we were working together right at that time, we could catch all the sort of the saboteurs, the kind of the negative kind of weebles just as they came up. So it was a really live process mm. that felt really powerful. And I'm so grateful. I was so grateful to kind of have you on the end of the phone. Or on the end of the text message going, oh my God, Roseanne, my mother. I don't know what to do with it. You know, yeah, and then we would work. We would just kind of take it back and just kind of work through it. And it just, yeah, it meant that I felt, you know, we, I could approach that cycle from such a different space. Right, right. So tell us about that cycle. So here you are, you're doing this work you head off to Spain. Tell us how that was different. Okay, so I remember the conversation we had before I went to Spain, and I think it was on one of the calls, and I was like, right, we're going, and I just really want this to be different, and you know, and you were like, well, how? How do you want it to be different? And I was like, I just don't want to be afraid and mental. And you were like, okay, <laughs> d- don't be. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I've got a choice. And then we talked about, you know, how, how do you want to sort of welcome this baby in? And I was like, just in total love and joy. And you're like, okay, why don't you do that then? And it sounds so simple, but it, there were so many sort of things we had to sort of have worked through before we could get to that point. But then once that sort of revelation came, it was just, of course, of course, let's do it this way. And, you know, you know previous cycles have felt really tough. And this one, we were just like, well, let's just treat it like a holiday. You know, we just, and more receiving. We were really lucky. We had friends who let us use their villa that wasn't too far from the clinic in Spain, which was just another, just pure grace. And it was just like, right, I'm going to, you know, I'm not saying that there was no anxiety or no moments because that would have been impossible. But somehow it was just that reminder that I can choose. I can choose how I receive this embryo. And I don't know what's going to happen, but. I can receive it in just fear and panic and anxiety that it's going to be the same as every other time, which is what the odds would be. Or I can receive it with sort of joy and love and hopefulness and, and sort of welcome it in. And it just, it was just being sort of having, being guided to keep returning back to that. And so even if it, and I think, I'd been so afraid, I'd been so afraid on previous cycles and previous transfers that I somehow had to prepare myself for it not working out as if that would make it any less devastating. Um, <laughs> uh, I was somehow kind of, I, could, I, I can feel the tension as I speak, I was just holding myself ready for some disaster, whereas this time it just felt, I'm just going to give it a go, there's nothing to lose, there is nothing to lose by doing it this way, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't work, I really, you know, I'd much rather it didn't work having just poured my love into it. So you went into this cycle with a different energy. You went in with a different mindset. You didn't do it like a man. You went with a very clear vision of what you wanted for you and your husband. You made a decision about how you were going to greet this baby. So you made all of these changes. Did you have a different outcome? I did have a different outcome, Roseanne. I am 22 weeks pregnant with a little girl. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, 
can you even believe we're having this conversation? No, no, I mean, no, but equally now we've had it. It just makes sense. Of course we're having this conversation. Yeah. I didn't know that we'd be having this conversation this soon. That is awesome. But I think what happened in our work together was that I, I really believed we would have this conversation. And I don't think I had that level of belief previously. Mm, Isn't that extraordinary? I mean, and think about like, so I really want to make sure that we highlight the heavy lifting that you did because you made the decision in your heart that you were going to leave no stone unturned. Like, mm-hmm. like that was, that, that was clear. You didn't just treat the work that we did together in the program like an academic exercise. I mean, I know from the emails and text messages that I got from you, like you're doing it. And, and observing that and seeing that in you was like watching a beautiful dance. Here is this woman so committed to being a mom that she's willing to take a leap here and trust herself, change this piece because you had all the physical stuff in place. You know, as a mm-hmm. physician, you knew the numbers, you knew all of this stuff, but there was this part of you, this piece of belief that you really needed to cultivate and you took it with you on this last trip to Spain and look at what you came back with. Right. Who knew? I mean, this is the power that you were able to unleash in yourself. Like all of that existed in you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, and you did it so fast. You, I mean, you did this in less than eight weeks. When you think about the transformation that you made from being in this place where you're like, okay, I'm going to take a leap. I'm going to check this stuff to following through on your decision, following through on, on the vision that you had, that you're going to do this differently to pregnant in less than eight weeks. Yeah. It's nuts. That yeah. bit still, it's, it's nuts, but you know, it's possible, right? It's happened. I wouldn't have believed it, you know, mm-hmm. if it was someone else. Right. But you're living proof. Your belly is living proof. That little girl, uh, because yeah. be- before we got on the, on the call, you were talking about, she's all kicking and making her presence known. I mean, she's with you. Right. She, like it's insane, but she's totally, she's here. Yeah. She's abs- I can feel her in my belly. She's here. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is just extraordinary. So, you know, if you're yeah. looking back, I mean, because now you have the the beautiful gift of being able to look back and connect the dots. Like mm-hmm. if you could talk to Hannah, let, let's say four years ago, like what would you yeah. want her to know? Oh, I would give her such a big hug because <laughs> it's been <laughs> such a rough, rough journey. And, you know, but I would, I would just keep reminding her to keep faith. And that the right things will show themselves at the right time. And, you know, it's tempting to say, you know, like this is, you know, to tell Hannah four years ago, like, there's this woman called Roseanne. <laughs> and look her up and call her now because you can save yourself kind of three years of just pain <laughs> and money and no bread. Um, but I, I also think everything does, you know, frustrating though it can be when you're on the journey. I, I also, I think I would tell her that, it's okay. Everything does happen in its right time. 
Um, I was so anxious about age and biology and, you know, being out of step with all our friends and, you know, the pain it was causing our families. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing for a relationship. But actually, looking back on it, I, I also realised that, you know, we maybe needed to go through what we needed to go through to get the baby we're getting now. Mm. and to be the parents that we're going to be now. Mm -hmm. That's such a huge point, is that look at who you had to become Mm -hmm. to be this baby girl's mom. Right, right. And look at what you're going to be able to teach her, because she's going to have the gift of having a mother who has all, you know, clearly an amazing professional, clearly you're going to be able to teach her tenacity and the, you know, the importance of education and, you know, sticking with it, all of those things that come naturally, but you're going to be able to add a layer as a mother of a miracle girl, you're going to be able to lead her and show her truly. And not just like, you know, reading some internet meme that you can be anything you want to be. You're going to be able to demonstrate to her just by her origin story how powerful she is it's incredible yeah yeah and you know there there are moments on this journey that I would have totally wanted to fast forward or just completely eliminate but I you know yeah I would just say to myself and anyone on it just just keep the faith that it will come it will come at exactly the right moment mm-hmm. absolutely and and to see the journey as preparation and say What, you know, I mean, to look at it strategically, because that's the thing, when we think about strategy, when we think about covering our bases, for the most part, we typically think about that from a physical standpoint. But there was a significant piece of the puzzle here for you that it was important for you to have. And that was this piece, the belief, the confidence, the all of the things that we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I really believe it will serve our daughter well to to know about this like I, I can really see how it's going to continue to serve me in all the other parts of my life just sort of believing taking ownership all of those things that I've had to learn this way wow we'll wrap this up by by asking you a question that I love to ask all of my miracle mamas like what is it that you would want another woman who was who's maybe feeling lost on this journey or feeling like her she's running out of steam and 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 ready to give up what's one piece of wisdom that you would want to share from your journey what would you want her to know i think it would be to really stay true to your longing mm. and you know, you, you, you say it so many times, Roseanne, that that, that longing is there because you're meant to be a mum. And, you know, we don't know the when or the how necessarily, but just to really, that, that longing is sacred and it's there for a reason. And really, you know, really trust it, really to trust it mm, mm. and to trust where it takes you. Thank you so much for so generously sharing your story. I know that so many women around the world are going to be touched by this. And thank you for giving us the gift of sharing your experience 
and the true blessing of the inspiration that you offer. So thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you, Roseanne. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just, yeah, I haven't got words for for the gratitude. Loves, I hope you were absolutely inspired by Hannah's story. And if there's something in you that's telling you it's time to start living this journey differently, just like Hannah did, you've got to know that you have awesome opportunities to work with me now. Not only is enrollment in my Fearlessly Fertile Breakthrough Retreat here in Idaho open, and that takes place April 8th through the 10th, 2020, you also have the opportunity to work with me through my Fearlessly Fertile Method program. These are both amazing opportunities for you to learn the methodology that helps women just like Hannah and you make dramatic changes to their fertility journey. My Fearlessly Fertile Method programs are for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body. If you want to learn what I taught Hannah, let's make it happen. I work with women who know what they want and execute, not make excuses. If that's you to apply for your interview for either my Fearlessly Fertile Breakthrough Retreat or my Fearlessly Fertile Method program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for your interview with me there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, mama, you've got a gaping hole in your strategy and let's fix that shit. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.